You're listening to Decoding the Code, the podcast for developers. Together with fantastic guest speakers, we explore coding myths, discover helpful tips for beginners and experts alike, and get a peek behind the digital curtains. Get ready for your host, Mark Backus. Hello and welcome everyone to Decoding the Code. Uh, today we are having here as a guest uh, speaker, Kathleen Pitt. Uh, we've been friends for a while. We have worked uh, before on Whiskey Wednesday and I'm really happy to be here with him again now. He is a developer advocate at Hashnode where he writes a lot of blog posts. He's widely popular on Twitter. He has a YouTube channel, which I will link uh, above um, here. And um, yeah, hello and welcome, um, Kathleen. Thank you very much for taking time of, uh, out of your schedule. Uh, how are you doing? Hello, Mark. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here on this show. Uh, I've seen that you uh, had some great people and you are also my friend. So it's, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm good. Thank you. How about you? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, it's a nice... Nice morning. So, um, yeah, um, yes, I wanted to uh, to ease in the conversation a little bit with um, your coding journey. Can can uh, can you tell uh, us a little bit about uh, for how long have you been coding and which technologies have you been using? Okay, I've been coding for two years professionally and for more unprofessional unprofessionally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I used mostly JavaScript, which is uh, Node.js. I didn't use any front-end framework. That's what I'm learning now. So okay. professionally, I use technologies like Node.js, um, Docker, Drone, which is something like Jenkins, AWS, okay. Pug, uh, and mainly, mainly that's the stack I was using and the stack I'm focusing. I'm just adding view now. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you're talking to the right person. I love you. <laughs> yeah. My audience, my audience already knows that. Uh, <laughs> how do you find Vue so far? Yeah, I I saw you started uh, playing around with it a little bit. I like it so much more uh, than other framework frameworks. Um, I don't know. In my case, it feels more intuitive, cleaner, and easier to write applications in it. It's not like a, a mess of everything in one place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was my same perception. It's it's very clean and uh, and like tight. <laughs> yeah, I already mentioned you work at uh, Hashnode as a developer advocate. Can you can you tell us a little bit about this role? What what tasks are you doing there? So mainly, I'm advocating for developers that are also bloggers on Hashnode, and I try to bring their uh, ideas and needs into Hashnode. For example, if someone wants to see something in Hashnode and if it makes sense and it's reasonable, I pass that to the dev team and I make sure it gets cool. implemented. I also uh, create code examples around our Hashnode API, um, our the also the custom CSS, for example, I already have a video out about that. So I try to make it easier for people to use the features we already have 
to show them how to do it um, and what they can do and to advocate for bloggers best interest i hope it oh, makes nice. sense <laughs> yes yes that sounds sounds very uh, interesting actually and um, do i remember correctly you don't have to answer this um uh, but uh, do I remember correctly that you left your former job in order to pursue something on your own? Something uh, like this? I left my former job, but not for this because um, I was burned out. That's why That's why I left okay. my former job. I felt super tired, burned out and all that stuff and I couldn't work properly. Basically, I felt like beep. Um, and I had to take a break of one month and a half or two months or something like that. Yeah. where i where i did nothing i just relaxed i just did uh, i don't know stuff that i liked and after that hashnode uh, came with a proposal which was too good to refuse <laughs> so that that's that that's how it went <laughs> yes yeah okay yeah it's super important i think you did the right thing if you weren't out to take a step back because so many people don't and end up um in in a very bad situation afterwards so uh good for you on that and um yeah uh how did you find a job did the hash note reach out to you uh, I, I just wrote a post or a thread or whatever about this uh this week so how did i get in, into this first of all i tried hash note i think last year in august that's uh, when I moved my WordPress blog to their platform. And since then I loved it. So I started uh, I started promoting the product. I started bringing people in. I started recommending Hashnode and that caught the eye of the management. And then I got in hmm. touch with, uh, with Sandeep and Fuzzle, which are the CEOs uh, of the company. We started collaborating little by little. For example, at first we just did it part time. I just helped with some stuff. And then when I was free, I mean, when I was not working, they just came with a full time offer and here I am. So it, it, it was a process. It wasn't everything in one go. We spoke for a oh, long yes. time and collaborated for a long time. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. It's so that's why it's important to keep your um, connections. Uh, up and running to network a lot i think yeah it's very so, overlooked so that's thanks to my that's thanks to my twitter uh, yeah. presence and to my online presence as a whole <laughs> yeah nice yeah so for everyone who's watching or listening to this uh yeah it's important to be on more than one platform um that's why i'm trying to <laughs> create something here on youtube uh i'm already on twitter but just on twitter so yeah trying this um all right and you said you started in august uh, using uh, hashnode and have you been blogging before uh, seriously or um uh, yes Le i think last year was the first year when i took this seriously and started to write posts consistently and i did that on wordpress that's what i used uh, before on for all my blogs but even though it's a stable platform and i don't know it's it has a lots of features and things like that i found it way too bloated for my needs uh and also i just wanted to be like the cool kids and having a <laughs> I, 
<laughs> and having a I don't know Next.js blog or things like that. Because if I'm not mistaken, Hashnode uh, runs on React and Next.js. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, so you've been blogging for like roughly a year now, seriously. And but but what are even the, the what's the importance of blogging? Why is important blogging? Uh, <laughs> what is no? Why is blogging important for uh, especially developers? Um, what are some benefits uh, you can tell us about? So I love blogging, and I'm a big advocate for blogging, especially as developers, because to to teach is to learn twice. If you if you know you not. <laughs> Damn, my English is failing me. If you think you know something, try to teach it because you'll see that you have some gaps in your knowledge for sure. And it also helps you reinforce your knowledge. Every time I every time I write about something, I learn it better and I understand it better. Also, you are likely to have the same problems in the future. So it's nice to blog about your problems and how you solve those problems so you can come back every time you face the same issue. Basically, you save time. Besides that, it's more likely, it's likely that more people will have the same problem. So as a bonus, you help other as well, others. Yeah. Okay, yeah, do you so so you you basically um, you're saying that um, you're blogging for yourself and uh, the uh, all all the other things are um, nice side effects of of that. Yeah, that's how I start and that's how I do it and that's how I'll do it forever with my blog and my YouTube channel. I do it for myself. I do it to get out of my comfort zone to enforce my learnings to cement my knowledge and I do it to benefit myself first to improve myself and if it helps others it's a bonus okay nice yeah that's that's a nice uh, nice way to think yes <laughs> um, okay moving on um, oh, what what do you think is um, like many people host their blog on wordpress.com on hashnode itself uh, on, on the domain of Hashnode and so on. So what do you think of owning your own domain, even though it's on another platform, um, versus um, just using the platform domain? Um, are there, do you think there are advantages one versus the other? Yes, uh, there are many advantages of using a personal domain and I highly, highly recommend it. First and foremost is getting all that CEO juice. For example, if you use, I don't know, a generic URL like yourname.hashnode.com or I don't know, whatever, you give all that CEO to the platform. For example, if in one year you decide to move to your blog, which can be yourname.com, you lost everything because everything goes to that platform. But if you have a domain, it doesn't matter where it's hosted, if it's WordPress, uh, Hashnode or whatever, if you move and if you have the same articles and the same article URLs, then you don't lose anything because the stuff that's indexed in the Google already, um, it will still work. So I highly okay. recommend it. And that's why I don't recommend blogging on platforms that don't allow you to do this mm -hmm. unless you don't care. And mm -hmm. also, it, it, this is just a, I don't know, it's just my idea and it's 
not that important, but still, it looks uh, super professional. It looks more professional to have your domain yeah. rather than blog um, on a subdomain. And yeah, th that's all. And my most important point and the way the reason I do it is because of SEO. SEO. Uh, I don't want to lose everything because I spend a lot of time writing and taking care of my blog. Oh yes. Definitely. I also find it's, uh, as you say, more professional when you see some name, name lastname.com or some creative.dev domain or, or like yours, Catalins.tech. Um, yeah, imagine you see something like techdude.wordpress.com. You just cannot take that seriously. Yeah, yeah and it takes <laughs> away the authenticity, like... Um, you, like when it's like frontendman.wordpress.com, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, who is this? Like you want to know who is writing this. You're always interested in, in who is this person. Uh, you want to know that they are authentic and so on. Yes, I agree. All right. Um, and on a similar uh, topic, what do you think are advantages or disadvantages of hosting your own blog versus using a platform such as hash node or better ask why did you opt for a platform i opted for a platform like hash node because i just want to focus on writing i don't want to fix uh, stylings i don't want to fix errors issues and so on but this is not to say that that's the best way for everyone there is no universal uh, thing that works for everyone. Mm -hmm. If you want full control of your blog and if you are fine with fixing stuff and building stuff, then yeah, you can go for a custom one. If you just want to focus on writing and if you want that to work properly, you can use a platform like Hashnode. And uh, Hashnode meets all my needs and I said this before joining them so when I say something about Hashnode it's not because I work for them it's why I work for them which is a big difference nice yes uh, I, I agree and yeah they meet all my needs the uh, blog is fast the design is clean uh, it has lots of integrations but like I said it's not for everyone for example some people prefer having their custom uh, custom platform uh, hosting themselves and everything so everyone oh, yes. to I'm, yeah, I'm really glad you answered the way you did because uh, that's exactly what, what I was uh, going for because like there's no one solution for all even between the platforms like maybe some person some people like better uh, WordPress some like better hash notes some like better dev uh, two or practical dev yeah. Um, and some people, uh, such as myself, like to play around with things like my blog is in Nux.js and I have a lot of fun building it. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, there's no one solution for all. And I think everyone needs to uh, think about uh, whether they want to spend time creating it or if they just want to write. Um, yeah, that, that, yeah that's right. And your blog looks super nice. And yeah, just because I work for Hashnode, it doesn't mean I'm just uh, uh, saying Hashnode is the best because everyone has different needs and values. So Of course. Yes. All right. And um, okay, moving away from this uh, platform 
domain conversation. I, I want to know a little bit more about uh, your blogging, um, your, your, uh, your blogging itself. So can you tell us a little bit about the process when you create a blog post, how do you go about it? Like, do you, you look up the topics you want to talk, et cetera, but what exactly else, do you have some steps you follow uh, for creating a blog post? Uh, not necessarily, not necessarily. And this is uh, uh, something that I don't like and I want to change. For example, up to this point, I was only blogging um, about topics that came to my mind uh, randomly. But uh, from now on, I, I want to keep it more structured. I want to draft a list of topics and I want to do it more methodically. So I have uh, consistent content and kind of related content. Uh, for example, I don't want to talk about uh, how I made money online and then write an article about how to build a Nuxt.js blog because I don't think they go well uh, on my blog. So I just want to focus on one area okay. and then write only about those topics. And coming back to the question, when I want to write about something, let's say I want to write about view. This is a new topic which I'm learning and I do it to reinforce my learning. So I get a lot of information and resources and I write what I understand, but to be sure I don't talk crap and I don't teach the wrong things or things like that. I just use those sources to verify myself and to make sure the information is accurate. If it's nice, something, yeah. If it's something um, I know about, for example, let's say I write about building a crude API with Node.js, uh, I just build a project, I explain how to do it, and then at the end of the article, I follow all my steps and the whole article to make sure everything works. And if it's something I'm not sure, I check it, but other than that, I just proceed. So it depends on the topic I write about. I hope I answered your question because I have yes. the the habit of drifting away. Yeah. No. No. You you uh, you answered my question. Uh, thank you for that. And um, which which tools do you do you or do you use any specific tools for um, idea collection or writing up your stuff or do you just uh, write it down in the Hashnode uh, CMS? Uh, or do you go through another tool before? Uh, for for organizing my idea, my ideas and everything, I just use the Hashnode editor. For example, if I want to write about a topic, I just start a draft, add the title, maybe a bit of information, and then save it as a draft. But when I'm writing and publishing articles, I always I always use Grammarly because I'm not a okay, native yeah. English speaker, as you can tell. Um, and I need that to check my grammar and everything. So I've been using that for four years now or something like that. It's my go-to yeah. tool. Sometimes I also use the, what what's it, what it's called, uh, the Hemingway editor, I think. Okay, yeah. Which is similar to Grammarly. And very rarely I use Quillbot which helps you make your sentences shorter, more concise, okay. easier to understand and things like that. So yeah, that's how I do it. I use Hashnode, uh, CMS or editor or whatever to store my ideas as drafts. And when I pu publish those, I use mostly Grammarly to check it, proofread it and things like that. Okay, with Grammarly, do you use the, the built-in um, 
well, or the Google uh, plugin, or do you open open uh, the website and you paste it there just to, to correct it? Uh, long articles, usually articles. Uh, I go into their websites, paste everything, and do everything in their um, website. I don't like editing uh, with the Chrome extension, but I okay. use the Chrome extension for shorter sentences. For example, if I write an idea or a tweet, Uh, I use that, but otherwise, no. Okay. And um, on Hashnode, do you write in Markdown? Or is it, well, two-part <laughs> two question. Uh, is is it possible to write in Markdown? and um, Or is it needed to write in, in Markdown? I think at the moment, you can only uh, write in Markdown. And, okay. and uh, we are in talks of implementing it at what, you see is what you get editor i think that's the yeah. name personally yeah. i don't i don't like it but some people like it so we might have that one as well and personally i write in markdown i do that for for years now because you can even do it in wordpress uh, and i love it i don't like uh, writing in yeah. other formats and even when i take notes uh, i use markdown yeah uh, i'm the same um I love Markdown because it's so universal. When you use some rich text um, or uh, editor or some, uh, you see what you get editor, everyone has their own implementation and you can't just, or not at least not always, just copy the content uh, and then over because like the bold is different uh, in one platform and the other. And when you post the Markdown, you are sure because it's the standard uh, that every everything, like it's also easier to share. Like if, if I write, A blog post I write just in a markdown file because mm -hmm. that's where I, I'm also publishing it. I, I literally open the project of my blog, I write the markdown file, I save it and I push it to production. It's building and you, you will see it on the on the uh, on the blog. But then when I want to post it to another platform such as Hashnode or Dev2, um, yeah, I can just copy it and um, and paste it there. So without yeah. any, I, I think that that's just the thing I like the most. Uh, Now that you it. said it, for example, I cross-post some of my articles on Medium and on Hackernoon, and they use it. They use a what you see is what you get editor, and it's so bad. Uh, the Medium one is slightly better. It's not that uh, difficult, but the Hackernoon, and I'm sorry to say this, it as you. C K S. <laughs> It, it's it's so bad. Room for improvement. <laughs> yeah. You talked about ideas before, like uh, like you want to make it more consistent to to come up with ideas for blog posts, so your content is more consistent. Um, but how how do you go about coming even up with content ideas? Do you just uh, do something and you're like, oh yeah, this is interesting. I will post it. Or is there, again, some other process behind it? Uh, like I said, I blog about uh, three things, about what I learn, how I solve problems, and about what I know. So, for example, at the moment, I'm learning Vue, so I'm going to blog about that. Uh, sometimes, I didn't do it in a while, I write about AWS because that's what I used in my previous workplaces, and it's something I enjoy a lot. And I also write about issues and how I solve them. For example, uh, last week I had to include a SAS file 
globally in a view project so i could access yeah. the variables in all those files i had to google that and follow a tutorial which is which was a bit too long and complicated for what you had to do so i plan to write about that too so that that's how i come uh, that's how i come up with ideas at the moment i'm at view fundamentals so i write about that to reinforce my learnings and I draft the topics on paper because I'm an old school guy. Uh, <laughs> then if I encounter an issue in any of the projects I do, uh, I don't know, Node.js, Keystone, Vue, and so on, I, mm -hmm. I write them down and blog about them. And when I, I also write about what I know, and usually I write that uh, as paid articles. For example, recently, uh, I wrote a post about building a simple CRUD API with Node.js and I sold that for money. So this is how I come oh, with nice. ideas. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I well, you, you said three things. I, I post what I what I know, what I'm working on, and what I... Uh, I... I post about what I'm learning, about the issues I solve, and about what I know. So three things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're learning, what what you the issues you solve, and what you know. Yeah, yeah. I really like that that concept. <laughs> All right, and are there some topics that uh, do generally better than others? Like some topics that do generally very good, or is it a little bit all over the place? Uh, I only came to one conclusion, and this is not about topics, but about formats. And I hate doing those articles. I only did a few. The listicles, for example. The 10 best front-end frameworks to learn in 2021, okay. which which are the same you you should have learned in 20 or even 2018. <laughs> so you just update the title. Uh, those listicles are super boring, but they get lots of views, and I don't understand why. For example, I wrote a super, super simple article, which I'm not proud of, uh, called 10 Programming Projects for Beginners in... 2021 or something like that. It, it was something super basic. I listed uh, 10 ideas, a little bit of explanation, and it had 4K views in a few days. But then I posted oh. the Keystone, <laughs> then I posted the Keystone JS uh, tutorial or course or whatever you want to call it, and it barely has uh, 400 views or something like that. But yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind it because in the long term it's gonna be worth it. And in yeah. from the perspective perspective of SEO and your audience, but sometimes it's a bit frustrating. For example, you can yeah. see on Twitter all those uh, ten websites every developer needs to know, and then they add a, a space after the dot uh, Google. Oh yeah, dot I hate space those. Com. That that's such a pointless content. I don't want to be negative, but that's just pointless. Yes, sorry, sorry for drifting. These are yeah, the no. articles that do well in my perspective or from my experience. So how much time do you spend on average on a, on a blog post? I imagine it varies very much from the from the type of content you write, but um, like how, which amount of time you usually spend on a blog post? If it's up to 1,000 words and I don't have to build a project, it takes me two hours or less. Uh, if I have to build a project, if it's a programming tutorial, it takes me maybe one day because I don't write the whole day on it. So altogether is one day. Uh, and if it's something super long, like 
like I did with that Keystone JS article, it takes me a few days because I have to yep. write everything, I have to build the project, I have to check everything, and then I uh, I publish it. So it takes me a lot of days because, as I say, I don't work one full day on the article. So I work two hours one day, one hour the next day, three hours the next day, and yeah. so on. It, it depends. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think um, content creators spend a lot more time on the content than most people would think, and uh, therefore often don't re uh, entirely appreciate appreciate uh, what you're doing. So you say you, sometimes you spend a day on a blog post, and it's like, oh yeah, this is a, an eight minute read, and you scroll through. Oh, okay, nice and. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's like Netflix. Like they are like they spend like so many so much time on a series, and you just inhale it within like eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But like I said, I do this for myself, and I have I don't know. I can't explain this feeling, but it's super nice when I press that publish button on an article or on a YouTube video. So. I would lie if I would say I don't care about numbers because I because I care a lot. But still, that comes into the second place. Okay, right. Um, yeah, and one question: Do you get um, haters on your blog, like people that say, that are like really negative about your content, or or don't don't you get any of those? Uh, I only had a few on my blog and YouTube channel. Someone says uh, I'm and. Uh, super overrated writer uh, another one on my channel I don't even remember the the comment and I usually don't care for example if they say you beep I don't care because it says that without uh, explaining how can I improve or something like that yeah. so I don't care but if someone says man you're so bad at writing because you do this that and this and that and then yeah i take um, i take their opinion seriously and i try to improve it i don't take it personally how many times per week more or less do you blog it like and what's the importance between frequency uh, or what's your frequency and consistency on the blogging like I said, I'm not I'm not super consistent with it, and I don't have a schedule. For example, um, this month I think there were two weeks where I didn't write anything or something like that, and then this week I wrote three or four articles which I didn't publish yeah. yet. So I need to even that out. I need to create a schedule, um, and I need to do it more methodically. So yeah. to answer the question, sometimes I don't do it for days or weeks. Sometimes I write. Uh, a handful in one week which is not good in my opinion at yeah. least yes yeah i have the same problem like the last time i blogged was in october last year <laughs> you beat me so yeah. so yeah like then i'm like oh yeah i write this this blog post and this like i throw out like three in a, in a week and then i'm like too busy too busy or worse i don't come up with any ideas and then like for months i don't do anything and the blog just sits there, which is uh, which is a shame. I, sh I should really do more of this. But then I, I'm like, oh, I, I can't get an idea what to post. But you, you said like just post 
what you're learning, what you're fixing, and what you know, and you're good. So, for example, you could make a nice blog series about how you build your blog, or even video, yeah. uh, YouTube videos. There is always something you can blog about. Uh, people yeah. just have this idea. You have to have this grandiose idea about how to land people on the moon and write an article about it. But it's not yeah. like that. And the one I appreciate in the blogging community and the one I learned many things from is Flavio Copes or whatever oh, yeah. you say his name. Yeah. He he blogs constantly. And what I got from his blogging ebook is that try to solve a problem with your blog, uh, not meet a world quota. So for example, if your blog article doesn't have uh, 10,000 words, it doesn't mean it's not good. If you can solve yeah. a problem and help people in five worlds, words then do it so that's what i try yeah. to do lately yeah I, I i saw some of of his blog posts are very short and very concise and solving a very specific problem uh yeah I like those. And so it's, it's like when you google something and you're like a lot of times you get to flavio cop's yeah. website and it solves just the little piece just what you needed uh, i think that's uh that's a nice way to go yeah that's what i'm trying to trying to replicate uh his some he's my mentor but he doesn't know it <laughs> <laughs> all right and um one topic maybe many are um curious about uh, is thumbnails um, how do you even pick them do you make them themselves do you use a tool to create them uh how about thumbnails Mm, yeah, I, I use Canva Pro. I have that one for one year now and I use it to create all my stuff, including uh, blog thumbnails uh, and arts and images. It's super, super useful. It saves me a lot of time. And most of the time I create one template and I just reuse it. But mm -hmm. uh, when I when I get bored of it, I just uh, pick a template and modify it or star start from uh, from scratch. For a long time, I used those um, rectangles or what they are called, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm super bored of them. Um, so I just change it. Uh, now I don't use a style for all my articles. I, I just do it randomly. And I've seen that stock images don't work anymore. So I don't use those. For example, if I write a tutorial, I'm not uh, using uh, someone typing at their computer, which you can still see on Medium. They still use stock images a lot. For example. Oh, you can also see that on my blog. <laughs> I also <laughs> use stock. When well, not stock images, but unsplash images. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you, um, some someone who wants to start blogging who doesn't have a blog yet um, what would you uh, recommend them how to get started uh, for example just uh, try to do the basics how 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 to say it try to find an article or a video that explains the basics of writing for example i see new writers and not even new writers uh, laying out an article without paragraphs or mm. without headings and it's super super hard to read it and it it looks ugly as well so for example you have 1000 uh, words article in one go no headings or oh, anything yeah. or again coming back to blogging as a developer including images with code rather than code snippets or gist which is again i, I don't see the point because you cannot copy the code so I just closed those articles instantly. So if I would if I would give some tips, they would be split your articles into sections, 
use uh, headings, for example, introduction, uh, section one, two, three, conclusion. Um, what else? Include code snippets, not code images, or include both yeah. if you want. Uh, don't copy. If you use something, just specify it. Uh, nobody's gonna bet an eye. If you if you are honest, uh, let me see what. Proofread your articles. Use a tool uh, like Grammarly. If you can't afford it, use the uh, non-premium version or the Hemingway editor. Okay, yeah, that's uh, that's some very nice advice for beginners. To, like, get into like look a little bit about how others write. Maybe, maybe also like get inspired by a blog you like and um, see how they do things. Um, yep. All right. Uh, yes, I think uh, we're concluded here. I I I asked all the questions I wanted to ask you. Do you have something uh, you want to tell the audience? Um, could be anything, some some tip you want to give, or something that's coming up for you uh, next. Something you want to plug here? Uh, I'm not gonna plug plug anything. If you want, you can just search for my name, and you'll see my blog, my YouTube channel, and everything on Google. So yeah, uh, if I could give one tip, is to try to build a social presence. Uh, it helped me tremendously and I think it can help everyone. You don't have to be the next uh, big thing. Uh, even having a few hundred or thousand people you can interact with uh, and things like that is gonna be super useful. Network a lot, try to help people genuinely because it will come back to you. Try to... Um, establish relationships, uh, friendships. For example, in one year and a half on Twitter, I made a lot of friends and I can't wait for the pandemic to be over and meet some of them in real life. Uh, one of those is you. Yes. Which <laughs> yeah, um, it can bring lots of opportunities. So yeah, it, try to build a, an online audience. Of course, if you want, it's not a must. Uh, you you don't want to do it if you don't uh, want. And also just remember that I'm one of the biggest introverts in real life, which you couldn't tell from looking online. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's all from my, from my okay. side. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Kathleen, um, for all your answers and for even coming on the show. And um, yes, to my audience, uh, I hope you come back next Monday. Thank you very much. It was my uh, biggest pleasure to be here. Um, I hope people will like it. And if not, you can always press the dislike button twice. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Thank you, Kathleen. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Decoding the Code. A new episode will be available every week. So don't forget to tune in next Monday. For past episodes, check out the website, decoding.show.